Welcome to the Museum Revealed podcast brought to you by the Queensland Museum Network. Join me, Dr. Rob Bell, as we chat to the people that make museums so fascinating, from curators to scientists and researchers. Dive deep into conversations with these storytellers that inspire us to be curious about our past, make sense of the present, and help us consider our future. And today we are joined by Carmen Burton, who is helping to put together the new exhibition, I Do, Wedding Stories from Queensland. So, Carmen, how do you decide what sorts of things go into an exhibition like this one? Yes, that's a really good question. Um, oh, I'd say it's a real process to working out how you decide. Uh, in this case, um, for the exhibition, we started with looking at the what dresses in the museum collection we have. And we have about 30 wedding dresses, uh, which span um, a whole range of different time periods. So in order to um, decide, we needed to get them out and look at them, which is a quite a lengthy <laughs> So they're all process. in storage somewhere, they're, were they? Or? Yes, yeah, okay. they're all in storage at South Bank, and that required us to put them onto mannequins. Um, so every week, the team would get together and we'd pull out, you know, five, five to ten wedding dresses with the conservator, put them on mannequins. We'd all take photos, we'd talk about them. We'd look at what information we have on hand, what the stories were with each of them. Um, we particularly look at the condition of each of the dresses. And I'd say that looking at the condition was one of the, the big um, factors for us in deciding whether we could put it on display or not. I guess with each dress, depending on what condition it is in, depends on how much treatment is required. And that requires money to treat the dress. So. With a lot of our 19th century wedding garments, unfortunately we were unable to put a lot of them on display because of that reason. What is in the exhibition um, were some of the, the dresses that were more easily conserved, you could say. So you, you were saying something, we go back to the 19th, what, 19th century, what sort of a time scale are we sort of covering here in the exhibition? Yeah, well we're starting with 1840 actually, wow, that's okay. our earliest wedding dress. And that dress was uh, worn by a Quaker woman who was married in Van Diemen's Land in Tasmania. It was Their marriage was the first Quaker wedding that took place on Van Diemen's Land in 1840. And the man that she married, George Washington Walker, was one of the first Quaker missionaries to come to Australia. We're really lucky to have the dress. Uh, one people, uh, one thing people often question is how the dress came to Queensland. Yep, good question. <laughs> I was thinking it. <laughs> Great question. Well, they had, they had a lot of children, and um, some of their descendants moved to Queensland, and um, donated the dress to the Queensland Museum. Okay, fantastic. And so, what does a Quaker wedding dress look like? Does it? Would you look at it, and would anyone sort of go, "Oh, that's clearly a wedding dress"? Or <laughs> no, actually. Uh, well, Quakers believe in living a very simple That's what life. I thought. And a wedding dress is sort of the epitome of opulence, generally speaking. So yes. I was wondering how those two went together. Yeah, well, it's... Um, no, you couldn't tell it was a wedding dress. It's We think that it may have been her day dress and she wore it as a wedding dress. Gotcha. Um, the family have, have said that um, they believe this is the dress she wore on her wedding day. So it's very plain. It's a sort of a grey sort of green um, colour and um, full length um, covers her up to her neck full um, to the floor and is not 
decorative. There's no um, adornment on it or anything. It's very plain, which ties into the belief about living uh, a simple life. So very modest and very humble. Very, yes. So tell me, I guess when most people, myself included, think of a wedding dress, generally we're thinking something fairly expensive or fairly lavish, at least as much as the person might be able to afford at the time, and almost always white. Is that reflected across a lot of the dresses or does it, you see the evolution of these things? Um, in, this, in this exhibition, there aren't uh, all white dresses, okay. no. And uh, in the past, prior to the Victorian period, um, women didn't wear white um, depending on what class in society you okay. were part of you could have worn silver you could have worn a pale pink or like a pale blue or if you were a woman who um, didn't come from a very affluent, affluent or... background yep. then you your only choice may have been to just wear your best dress your best day dress whatever it might have been yes whatever that might have been but it's only recently that, well, from um, Queen Victoria's um, time when she when she wore a white wedding dress. Oh, so that's where the modern sort of idea of a wedding dress, if you like, comes yes. from, at least in sort of Western culture, I In suppose. Western culture, complete with the veil and orange blossoms and um, uh, a train, the complete, yes, white wedding dress sort of took some, yeah, was an interest for people then so you've got i guess wedding dresses not just from western culture then you must have uh, a bit of a span there in the collection can you give me another example i suppose we, we've heard about the, the the quaker wedding dress is also the oldest but of, of another cultural wedding dress i suppose that that you might have in the collection yeah well we have a beautiful chinese a traditional chinese um, two-piece wedding gown i'm sort of reluctant to say the name but i believe it could be pronounced kun kua gua Okay, uh, I'll have to believe it, so that's okay. <laughs> which consists of, it's a, it's a um, top and a long skirt. And this dress uh, belonged to a, a Chinese woman who was born in Queensland in around 1912. And she was married to a man in Hong Kong in the 1930s. So this was one of the dresses she wore for her wedding um, day. It was, I think, the, the outfit that she wore to the evening reception. She was married in an Anglican church in Hong Kong in the 1930s, and she actually wore a white Western wedding gown for her church ceremony. Okay. And we have a beautiful picture of her in it. She looks absolutely stunning. And we also luckily have a photo of her in, the, in her traditional Chinese wedding costume. So she sort of had the, the dual weddings then in a way, one in the traditional, in her traditional um, wedding dress and then one in the, the more Western. Yes, well, dress. she did. Uh, and she could have had, she could have worn other dresses too, because I believe uh, in traditional Chinese culture, particularly in the South and particularly in Hong Kong, you can have multiple changes of dresses. Oh, okay. <laughs> and for the bride's family, uh, that that is a, sh a show of wealth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did they have any... Costume changes you yes. might go on with that. It's yeah. like a Beyonce concert. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs> so with all of the, the wedding dresses, how many in total are in the collection or in the, the I Do? 
We have uh, about 40 wedding dresses. Okay. Uh, wedding, um, I should say. They're not all dresses. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> wedding um, on attire. suits, attire, yep. yes. In, and that doesn't include objects. We also have some men's suits. We felt it was really important to have men's stories represented in this exhibition because quite often I think we say wedding dress exhibitions and it's easy to forget that men are well, part of the story. Well, there's two people the wedding usually. Yes. Yeah. And with the recent change in legislation that has allowed same-sex couples to marry, you know, like this is, we really need to start thinking about things this way. Yeah, and, and as you said, even you don't have to look very far back and what we think of as a wedding was very different back then. You, you don't have to go very far to different cultures and suddenly things change. So, yeah, yeah it's really interesting to see that that breadth of it all, I suppose. Are there any other artefacts or other, other things in the collection from weddings? Have you got any other things that people have had with them at a wedding? I'm thinking people often preserve the flowers or things like that. Are they form part of the collection or is it just sort of the attire? We do. We have, there's a small section about wedding gifts oh, right, yeah. that we um, were really excited about exploring. Um, the museum collection is a so, our social history collection. We have quite an eclectic collection of wedding gifts and we just wanted to pull them out and, and look at that story of the importance of giving a gift and what kind of gifts people gave and what that meant. For example, there's a beautiful wooden bride's trousseau chest and a set of silver cutlery. Okay, neither of which seem particularly or sound like the sort of wedding presents you'd get these days. Um, what's what's a trousseau? I should probably ask that because I don't know, so maybe people out there don't know either. <laughs> yeah. um, a trousseau is a collection of items that a bride would have collected for herself before she was married. Oh, so like a pre-marriage wedding chest, a treasure chest of... Yes. of, of bits and pieces of her sort of past, that sort of thing? No, not of her okay. past. They'd be things that would go into her new house. Oh, right. Tablecloths, oh, linen. I so I guess contemporary wedding presents would probably be quite different because of the nature of weddings these days. Yes, I imagine they would be. I think people would even skip giving gifts and just give... <laughs> Vouchers. <laughs> Give vouchers, yeah. Here's, here's your voucher for the local shops. All right, we're going to pick up on contemporary weddings a little bit more when we come back, so join us for that shortly. You will fall in love with I Do, wedding stories from Queensland. Queensland Museum's new exhibition opening Friday, 18 September. As we walk you down the aisle of changing custom, fashion and circumstance of weddings from the last 180 years. From an 1800s wedding gown to present-day garments, I Do shares stories of union against the backdrop of changing cultural, economic and social settings. Book tickets today at qm.qld.gov.au backslash I Do. Welcome back to the Museum Revealed podcast and we are currently with Carmen Burton who's been helping put together this uh, I Do Wedding Stories from Queensland exhibition. Um, we started talking a little bit about contemporary weddings and the sort of presents you would or wouldn't give. Um, I'm also interested, with respect to contemporary weddings, did you have any contemporary wedding dresses already in the collection or did you have to go and find some? Well, we actually did have to go out and find some because our collection currently only goes to, well, it, it did go to around the 1970s or 80s mark, but we recently acquired two suits that belonged to um, a same-sex couple who were the first in Queensland to marry 
uh, following the change to legislation. Mm -hmm. So they were probably the only contemporary wedding story uh, that we had. So there was this huge gap and we needed to fill it. So we went out looking for fantastic wedding stories um, and fantastic wedding gowns. Excellent. So when when you go out looking for wedding gowns, I look. I imagine these are the sorts of things that people keep. Number one, but also probably treasure. Number two. So were they easy to have donated or? They were actually weren't donated. Some of them are okay. on, online. Yes, right. online to us. Um, and um, you know, there's uh, some of them were made by Queensland designers. Um, others just have fantastic stories we we just couldn't pass up and look it's, it's yeah it's one thing to look at and, and marvel at the outfit whether it be the the, the two suits or the, the wedding dresses but i suppose it's the stories behind them that sort of really bring it all to life um, have you got a particular well whether it's a favorite dress or a favorite story or, or one of each in the collection yeah uh it's hard to say i feel like uh pick, picking a favorite child at the yeah, moment. yeah it's really yep. hard because they're all really fantastic and they're all represent different parts of history and are so significant in their own ways but if i did have to pick my... and you do for the purpose of today <laughs> <laughs> for this question it's not actually even a dress um, oh, okay it's now i'm intrigued yeah, it's a, a collection of objects that was recently donated to the museum by a man called Walter Weyer, and he's a Torres Strait Islander man. These objects were given to him as gifts mm. for his wedding ceremony in 1986, and I just love what each of them means. So there's a pair of warrior clubs, there's a digging stick, and there's a straw mat. All objects you would not expect to see in a, a wedding exhibition. But, you know, this, this is a story, this is a man's wedding story, and this is also about Torres Strait Island traditional culture and practice. So Walter is from Saibai Island in the Torres Strait, and his clan, um, the Ait Kadal clan, an ancient um, clan, gave these gifts to him, and each of them embodies a certain kind of meaning. So the pair of warrior clubs represent the challenges that lay ahead. The digging stick is about responsibility and it's about, you know, now that you're a man and you're getting married and you're going to have a family, you need to be responsible, you need to look after them, that kind of thing. So it's your job to provide yes. now. So Yes, right, this yep. is on to you now, yep, buddy. Yep, yep. <laughs> the straw mat is about birth, life and death. So I, I recall Walter saying that, um, you know, in his culture, they say you you are born on the straw mat, you sit on the straw mat, you live on it, and you die on the straw mat. So I just love the meaning with those objects, and I think there's a real important message in there for people today. I think it's a really relevant message today in terms of you know when we think about wedding stories. And and do you have I mean. I think it's fascinating for starters that yeah you've got something from the Torres Strait Islands and it's the man's side of the wedding that you bring you along. Getting back to I guess what everyone maybe thinks of more in the wedding dresses, do you have a favourite wedding dress across the entire collection again? Even if it's just something to behold, not necessarily you yeah. might wear yourself, but something to behold as a as a piece of art, I suppose, or a piece of fashion. Oh, there are many. There are many. There's a gorgeous 1930s wedding dress that was made by a 
Queensland costumier who was located in Brisbane and one of the other wedding dresses that I absolutely love and I think is a gorgeous design is a dress from the 1950s that was also designed in Queensland in Brisbane by a company um, called United Fashions and they operated traded solely under the name Marsha Main. And I think a lot of people may recognize that label or have seen it out there. Um, now this um, company was owned and managed by a um, Lebanese family in Queensland, the Malouf family. And I just think it's so symbolic of its time. The shape is really definitive of, you know, that new look that Christian Dior had brought out at the time the cinched in waist and the full beautiful big skirt it's um i think it's really um unique so so to a degree i guess um wandering through the exhibition is it is it arranged chronologically so do you sort of start with the early wedding dresses and end up more contemporary no actually ah, so you've got it all i was going to say is it also a journey through the fashion of the time well that was so that was one of the things that came out when we did our mannequin trials and we looked at all of the dresses was to figure out how are we going to tell this story and we kind of didn't want to go down the evolution of wedding dresses line we really wanted to do a thematic approach so we came up with with five themes one of which is love and then we look at rites rites and rituals we've got a section called home a section on tradition which you would expect to find in a Indeed. wedding exhibition and one on circumstances so with the fashion of the time you mentioned the the cinched in waist there do you notice when you look through the different periods though that they are often reflective of the fashion of the time do you you know notice Veils come and go, tulle comes and go, beading comes and goes. Um, is there a bit of a, they always say fashion comes around again, right? Do you notice that with the wedding dresses as well? Yes, they are all of their time, I think. And you do see the veils come and go, the lengths go up and down, <laughs> um, the colours change, the types of fabric used. Yeah, um, you really do. I think one of there's an interesting part in the display that looks at the 1960s and 1970s period when things started to really change and people started to reject the social conventions. Yeah, well, society was opening up and yeah, people Yeah, doing were, their own thing. Yeah. And um, so it's great to see these dresses. They're actually displayed together and you get to see um, what kinds of things women were doing to express themselves, even though, you know, the dresses are still white. Mm -hmm. Um, but they were they were experimenting with um, how they wanted to be seen in the world. But so yeah, there's there's a breaking free from traditions, but still within the tradition. Yeah, it's a really interesting time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, excellent. Look, um, there's uh, hopefully we've wet your appetite um, for having a look at this um, wedding stories from Queensland. Oh, I do. You can come and see it yourself though at the Queensland Museum at Southbank up until the 21st of February. 2021 so there's heaps there to have a look at uh, Carmen thank you so much for joining us it's been fascinating uh, remember the Re Museum Reveal podcasts um, every episode you'll uncover something new if you'd like to learn even more then follow the Queensland Museum on social media at QLV Museum or head to our website qm.qlv.gov.au and while you're there sign up for the e-news list so you'll get updated on absolutely everything. And there are show notes that go along with this podcast, so you'll actually be able to see some of the things that we've been chatting about today. And until next time, stay curious.